That's my brag done for the night. You ready for the word now? Yes, let's go, let's go. Um, so Pastor Ben was asking some of us to, I guess, keep sharing around the series or the, the thought that we've been going through for the last, I don't know, month or so. And I guess it's simply just around Jesus and what the word says about Jesus. And um, we're a church that believes in, in the Bible and that the Bible is, is life. It's, it's living and it's not a book that was. It's, it's a book that still gives us direction today and it's still relevant for today's time, even though it's thousands of years old, the words that we read can impact and direct our life today, and especially what Jesus taught us. So it made me think um, about, I guess, what I wanted to share from and where, where I wanted to go tonight. And um, on, on Tuesday night, actually, we had young adults, which is one of my favorite nights of the week. Um, and what we did, we, we hung out at Semaphore, we, we went out and got some food, etc. And then we found ourselves back at the Carbonis um, in a circle, as you do. And um, we went around, it's something that Judy loves to do, is we, we seem to go in a circle and we all share and it's really beautiful. And it is, it's beautiful. And we did that, but <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's magnificent. Judy and Steve, though, we are... Uh, honestly love them. Like, I didn't want them to leave before. Um, they're like spiritual mothers and father, mother and father to a lot of us young adults. Just ask any of us, and I'm sure it's the same answer, that we all love them. But anyway, Judy asked us this question, and I think it's actually an awesome question that I guess we can ask ourselves. Coming to the end of 2019, which is crazy, um, I guess just what, what has been something that you've learned or maybe you've that's happened in this year that has helped you or maybe you've grown in or been challenged by. And it's funny because I, I think sometimes in life it's, it's actually not good to look back. But in, in, in times like that, I think it is super important for us in occasions and moments in our life to stop and look back to see the growth that we've actually made. And I encourage you as a church, as people, don't be afraid to look back at maybe where you were at the start of the year to go, hey, I, I might have made a little bit of progress, but it's growth. And, and, and you can't see that until you look back. Don't, don't continue to look back. Always turn back forward. But I think it's always good. And she asked that question, and it, I guess in me, it began to make me think about this year. And for me, it's been a crazy year. 2019, I, I, it's probably been a year that I've learned so much personally, um, built convictions and like things, that were beliefs, personal beliefs that I can hold on to for the rest of my life, I guess. And like it, it started at the start of the year, about January 4th, I found out that I was sick and um, that shook me and rocked me for, it was crazy out of nowhere. You, you, you're having Christmas, you're at New Year's Eve, you're having fun, you're Life is there, and then second, the next moment, you find out there's this sickness, and, and that went on for a few months, um, and in that time, there was lots of things, just dealing with anxiety, dealing with um, fear, fear of what's to come, fear of this idea that I had no control over what I was actually dealing with, and then, like, praise God, the, 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 um, the sickness is not there, and all the things went well, and now it's no longer, I don't have it which is amazing, um, and I continually thank God for that all the time. But then it, it's taught me so much, and it was making me, 
ask myself what, what, what matters in life? Like, what am I actually on this earth for? Like, who is it that I'm living for? What truly matters? Because when there's a, see, when you're living life and, and everything's happening, and then there's a split moment where it goes, no, this could go one way or the other. And it makes you think like, okay, because of that, I've got to start to ask myself, like, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I living? Or, or where, why am I truly on this earth? And I began to ask those questions. And, and obviously, which was amazing, was because I was at such a low point, I was like going to the Word and, and reading what the Word said about me. And, and it helped me begin to build my identity and actually build a foundation. And then I found myself, even a few months after that, I was, we, went away into, we went away to Europe. I got back from Europe, and I've, it felt like I was going so well spiritually, like, and right up until I got back from Europe. And then it just felt like there was this wall, and I couldn't break through this wall. And it was just like, I had a choice to make again. And I'm like, well, I could just let this thing be there. And every time I'm trying to grow spiritually or all these things, this wall comes up, and I can't break through it. But what I, what I chose to do is I chatted to some other guys and asked them, hey, what do you do when this happens in your life? And again, through conversation, I began to understand like it's prioritizing God's word and asking those things. And through all of these situations in my life this year, in the last 12 months, I guess the question that I had to ask myself is, James, what are you building your life on? Like, what is it that you're building your life on? And it led me to this scripture in Matthew 7, 24 to 29. If you have your Bible, you can read it with me. Um, I'm not as technical as Steve is. I don't have anything up on the screen. I'm not up to date with the technology, Steve, or I'm just lazy. I think it's the laziness. But Matthew 7, 24 to 29. It's the wise and foolish builders um, bit of context to this passage is it's like the, it's the last message that Jesus shared on the Mount, on the Sermon on the Mount, right? This is like his, his sending off message. Um, throughout this sermon that he spoke on this mountain, he spoke to many people, disciples, teachers of the law. But at this moment, he's sharing with everyone, right? This message is not for certain people. It's not just for the ones that know the Bible. It's just not for the, for the disciples. But he's, what he says here is for all of us. So I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know if you don't even have a clue who God is. I don't know if you're in a great place. What he says here is for all of us. So this is what he says. Verse 24, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who's built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at the teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. Awesome scripture. Let's pray and then we're going to dive a bit more into this scripture and just some thoughts around it. So let's pray and believe. Amen. Um, dear God, thank you for tonight. Um, we, we thank you for the word that we can come around um, 
your word and that it is living, it is real, and it is um, speaking to us right now. God, use me um, to help shine light on it. Let it not be my words, but let it be yours. And I pray that we open up our eyes and our ears so we can hear and see what only you can show us. And um, so guide us, be with us, let your spirit help us tonight. In your name we pray, amen. Does anyone here hate bad news? Like, bad news sucks. And I'm not like, there's no, I'm not, not going to come out and go like, there's a gauge of whose bad news is worse than the other. I was thinking about bad news, and I just hate all bad news. Like, for me, waking up on a Monday morning, or even like a Sunday morning, and finding out that, like, Arsenal have lost a game, bad news. Like, that's a tragedy. It's tragic. For me this year, I mean, glory to God, but like I go from the Miami Heat in basketball, they haven't been doing bad, but for the last three years, there's been constant bad news. And I hate it. Bad news sucks. Like I don't care who we are or where we're at in life, no one likes to receive bad news. And so it made me think about to where, hey Max, Um, I used to play football, right? I played football growing up. For those that didn't know, I probably shared it before, but I th- I'd like to say I was okay at football. Like, I was never, like, unbelievable. I wished I was, but I, I used to play, um, yeah, footy for a few clubs and then came to under-16s, right, and it was getting pretty serious for me, um, where it was coming into a few years where I'm like, look, this is, this is, this is happening. Like, I could actually see myself doing this as a career and um, like really getting excited and um, pumped. And this year, I I think this was about July, right? I'd played for one team and we'd already won a premiership. And my other club, because I got to play in a rep team, which was one of the higher teams, and I got to play for them. And for this club, it was unbelievable. We we didn't lose a game for five years. So it was probably one of the best teams in uh, history. If you want to check them out, under under 13s to under 16s, didn't lose a game, unbelievable. If you're any Sturt supporters, we beat Sturt in the grand final by 70 points. So there you go, Sturt. Pastor Ben doesn't, how you go to Sturt? We had an average winning margin of 65 points in that season. So um, yeah, sorry? No one's counting. No, no one was counting at all. Uh, Absolutely not. We didn't lose a game. It was a great year. So we were playing footy. I played lots of footy this year, that, that year. Like um, I lived it, breathed it, woke up, played footy, slept with my footy. Um, <laughs> like it was my life. And so I was actually, yeah, I was playing it a lot. It was, my, it was everything I wanted to do. Um, I'd come to the end of this. So this rep team, you'd play halfway through the year for 16s and it would stop. And you'd go back to your local club. But it was exciting. They gave me this letter I mean, this letter told me, hey, you've just been asked to try out for the state under-16s team. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is good news. Like, no one likes bad news, but this is good news. And I'm like, this is happening. Like, this is unbelievable. Um, and when I found out it was good news, I, I was like, I've got to work a bit harder and try more and do all this stuff. And I got excited and I wanted to get better. And I wanted all these things happen from when I received this good news. And I went out and trained with the state team and it was cool. And then I played one of our first, like, Trial matches, it was great. Went through the next week. We played another game. And in this one match we played, we played against West Adelaide. And 
I didn't play back in, in the def defense. If you don't know what footy is, there's forward, midfield, and defense. I played as a ruckman and as a forward in under-16s. And so I had never played in the back lines. And so there's one game our coach threw me down there. And what I didn't know is what they teach you is that you defend first and then you attack second. And so for me, I was just like, all right, I'll defend first. And I thought I did all right. Like I, the guy that I played on, he didn't score a goal. But then in saying that, I didn't really get any touches. So it's like, better weigh that one up. But anyway, end of the game, I think we won. I was pretty excited. I thought I did well. I thought I was like, sweet, I'm in this team. This is, this is good. I'm going to make the AFL. Let's go. Mum, I'll buy you a new car, house. <laughs> I, got you, I got you covered. I'm like, I don't have to try at school anymore. I'm making the AFL. And um, I'll step into the change rooms, and this coach is like, hey, you five, come with me. I'm like, oh, sweet. Maybe we, like, just already made the team or something like that. And he, uh, <laughs> he stands there, and he goes, hey, look, boys, uh, but you've tried really hard and uh, you've worked really, really hard and you're good footballers and you've got a lot of potential. You know, that potential, man. That was my, that was my, my school report every single year. <laughs> Tries hard, has lots of potential, talks a lot. Um, but then he goes, but this is the end of the, of the road for you in the state under-16s. And I was shattered. It was the worst news I'd heard in my life, right? I literally, I went home and I cried for an hour, I reckon, on my bed. I was like, don't talk to me. It's it. I'm done. I went from making that AFL to going, I'm never playing footy again. And honestly, I think about this bad news, but I, it only, I only realized it a few years ago, but that bad news affected me for a number of years. Like, the news that I found out there affected my football for under-17s and under-18s because the foundation I'd built my life on at that moment was football. It was make or break. Football was everything I stood on. And so when I found out that I wasn't good enough to make a team, I, was, I lost my confidence. I, was, I lost my enthusiasm, my passion. I still played it, but I wasn't playing to the level I could because... This one moment that I found out there was bad news, it, it just shook my whole thing because my foundation was football. And the issue with that, and when we build our life on those things, is it can come and go at any time. It's not a stable foundation. But see, the good news is that the Word of God, it talks in this thing, it talks in this, in this verse, Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. There's good news for all of us. You know what the gospel is? It's the word of God and it, the gospel is actually good news. And it's for all of us. And it's what we can build our life upon. And I, in this parable, it's pretty amazing because I think the meaning of this parable is quite obvious. It's that proper foundations are necessary in life. It's that a proper foundation is a necessary thing for all of us in life. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, everyone wants to build on a solid foundation. It's like a literal house. It's unwise to build on sand because the foundation will be unsteady and the house will eventually suffer some kind of damage. This will, re this will waste resources and all the time and effort you've put into building the house in the first place. In contrast, it's wise to 
to build one's house on a sure foundation, anchoring to bedrock, which makes a building withstand the test, right? And I think this here, this passage is a great illustration with showing us the benefits of attending and listening to his words. Not just hearing them though, but obeying them. There's a difference. Because we can hear the word of God. I spoke about knowing God a few months ago. And, it's, and we can hear it. We can know what the Bible says. It's just like I know when my mom comes into my room and tells me to clean my room. I know she told me to, but the obedience isn't actually obedience until there's an action behind it, until we live it. It's not obedient until I clean my bedroom. How many times have I found that one out? My goodness. <laughs> See, some of us can build our lives on hopes or worldly prosperity. Um, others can actually, we can build our life on the profession of religion, like actually knowing all the scriptures, ticking off how many times I can quote every book in the Bible. And like God, when he talks about this foundation, he's not asking us to quote every single book of the Bible. He's going, no, no, no. hear it like you've done, but actually now live it. That's how you build the foundation that we need to stand on. And I just think the comparison that he uses with the with this is if we hear the word of God and, and not obey it, it's like us going out and building our lives on sand. We can seem like we're in a good environment. We can seem safe. We can know all those things. Like we're in the house. It's all good until, until a storm comes our way. And then the foundations we build upon are not steady. I love how he used but then, but, but he gives us another option. See, in this scripture, there's two houses, there's two foundations, there's two options. A wise and a foolish option. The wise option is if we are to hear the word and obey it, it's like a wise man who builds his house on the rock, which is Jesus' words, which is the Bible. Storms may come our way, but because we have a solid foundation built upon his word and our obedience, we will not fall. We will not crumble. See, the other thing I want to... to, to, showing this scripture and sometimes we can get into this mindset is the emphasis is not necessarily on the buildings he's not saying you've got to have the best building which is us that's what he's using there so when he's when he's talking about the house it's building that we are the houses so the emphasis is not on whether the house is good or the resources or the materials or where you're at in life. He's going, that's secondary to the foundation. He's going, who are you building yourself on? And it talks about this, and the spiritual meaning of the parable is found in Matthew 7, 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. We are each building a life. We are all in this thing called life and we are trying to build it. We are trying to get better. We are trying to do things. The proper foundation for a life is Jesus' word. Not just hearing them, but doing them. So he says in James 1.22, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. It's pretty left hook, bang. But it's, it's the truth. We've got to do what it says. And like I said, what we can do is we can... Sometimes, and, and I think this is the reason we build on the wrong foundations, is we think that 
it's us that needs to get better. Like we, we begin to go, I've got to fix things. And then the result of that is that we then build on the th- wrong things. I want to do an illustration. Can I, can I do this illustration? Let's do it. Boys, I've got some lads helping me. It's going to be fun. Let's have some fun in church, all right? Hopefully for the visual learners, this might help you. I have some boxes here. I'll take these boxes. Let's, I'll take them, yes. The boys, thank you. Just right here would be sweet, right there. This is going to be fun, guys. Let's go. But, see, sand, rock. What we can do so often is we can build our life on the wrong foundations. You know, in the last 12 months, I was also thinking about this, but I've had so many conversations personally with friends, friends that don't know God, friends that do, with family members, with everything. And it seems to be that the, the thing that we constantly go back to is like, oh, I'm really struggling because I'm not where I wanted to be, or I'm, I'm not successful in this, in this area, or I, I'm not educated, or I haven't gotten to the place I want to go. And see, what the issue can be is we, us as people, and I've done this, and every single thing I'm about to use as an illustration is something that I've had to all at once build my life upon. But sometimes we, we do life, and our success is what the foundation is of our life. So we put that down. And that, that becomes a piece of our foundation. What we do, how, how successful we are. Working, popularity, all those things. Maybe it's our job, what job we have. That, that's a part of our foundation, right? And we lie it down there. And that's, that's there, our job. It's good. It's good if we've got a good job. Then our foundation's strong. Then the next one is, is our looks. Some people... Their looks are the massive thing. If, if I look good, then I feel good. And if I feel good, then I'm good. And that's our foundation that we build upon. And, and then the next one we've got is, our, is, is opinions of others. Or if that person says something good about me, then that's good. Or if I get that many likes on Instagram, man, I am doing so good. The opinions of others is what we build our foundation upon. Education. Maybe some people aren't educated. And because of that, you felt insecure or maybe it's because you feel like you are educated and that's what you can build your life upon we're getting there we're getting there don't stress last one money that's something we all build our life upon and so what we do is is we we build our life upon all these things that becomes our foundation the issue with all these things right is one moment you could have them the next moment they couldn't they they might not be there just like the sand right Sand comes and goes. Sand is constantly moving. And if you build your life upon that, it's not stable. It's constantly moving. And so to put anything on top of that, then we have what we call the storms of life. And that's what these guys are standing around me illustrating. And the storms of life can be things like sickness, can be things like death, relationships that aren't good, addictions, loneliness, brokenness, The storms of life are things that we don't actually always see coming, but they're a part of what life is. And so what we do is we go, okay, um, yeah, all right, my job, that's what I'm going to build upon and I'm going to about to build and and I go to stand on that and oh, the foundation gets a bit rocky and then the storms begin to come as well and you guys have to throw them at me 
So if you're not going to throw them, this is not going to work. You ditch them. I don't know. And, and you're dodging and trying to find the storms. And you eventually find that there's no foundation. And everything you've tried to build your life upon is no longer there. And then we go, but, oh, I feel really down and broken and, and by myself because one moment I found my success in how much money or what job I had and then the next moment I had it and then I didn't and now I don't know who I am. I'm losing my identity. And see, maybe some people are here tonight and that's, that's what you've been at. That's where you're at. It's like those things are where you've built your life. But you know what I said at the start is the good news is this, is that we actually have a God who wants to be our foundation. We have a God who wants to be the thing that we stand upon. We have a God, and that's for all of us. He wants to be our foundation, and that's the good news. See, what happens when we build on a strong foundation and when we get into the Word of God, which builds our spirit, which builds our true identity, when the storms come, so let's say this is the Word of God. It's a strong foundation, right? And we, oh, I was going to fall. And we stand on the Word of God, right? And that's our foundation. And then the storms come. So, see, the thing is, God, God never promised no storms. He didn't promise and say that there wouldn't be storms. But He promised He'd be with you through the storms. And so the foundation, and keep throwing them, just keep throwing them. And you can get knocked, and you can fall down, but see, the foundation that you fall upon is God. And you don't fall and crumble, but there's still something you fall upon, and it's His Word. And see, when we get the Word of God into us, and we get that as our foundation, even though there's storms, even though there's things that come our way, we can stand strong because He is under, and He is with us, and He is for us. And so, church, that's the hope we have. Thank you, guys. And that's the amazing thing we need to understand when we choose to live an obedient life and build on a firm foundation. Is that these things, they come and go. And I'm not saying, all right, leave this room and never touch money and get off of Instagram and all those things. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, what's the thing you're building your life upon? What is the thing that everything you do, what is it that, where does everything flow from? Your identity. That's something we've been talking about at youth all year, is our identity. Who are we? Who tells us who we are? Because if it's the world, it's changing constantly. But if it's God and what the Word of God says, if that's where we build it, then at least we have some stability in that. Can I give us three points? These are not three points of going, if you do them and if you don't, then you're a failure. No, these are just three points of what I believe happen when we are obedient and what God wants to give us, right? When we choose to live an obedient life and have a life driven by his word. First one is this, right? The, the amazing thing is we can stand here and you can go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can have the Word of God. There's all these things that go on. You know, God's Word, He wants to give it to us as a tool. So to build this foundation, who knows that when you, when you build a foundation, you need a shovel, you need a tool to dig deep, to dig a deep foundation. 
And his word is given to us freely in order for us to do that. He's given us his word so we can dig a deep foundation to stand on. And maybe you're sitting here and you go, I've never read the Bible. I don't know what the Bible is. It seems so complicated. I read the start and there's all these things and it doesn't make any sense. Can I encourage you? This is the reason we do things like grow groups and have communities and people. It's because we need the Word of God, but sometimes we need others to help encourage us or help bring perspective or do life and go, hey, I don't understand this about the Word of God. I need some help. So don't be ashamed if the, if the thing that's stopping you from actually digging into the Word of God is, is feeling like you don't know. I'd encourage you to ask someone you trust or get yourself into a grow group, which is an amazing, what they are is our small groups and church, and they literally is a time that you can grow together. And I think the first thing that we get when we understand that God is for us and his word is what we need is that the word is what we use to to dig a deep and, and deep and deep foundation, right? even says that in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. We need it. We need the word of God. All of it. The second one is in all this thing of building a foundation is we must build his way. When we build this life, when we build on a strong thing, we, we don't build according to what we want. See, the reason, the reason that we had this foundation before was because we tried to build on our own way. We tried to build on our own way. The reason we have this foundation is because we don't have any perspective longer than now. See, what God wants to give us and how we, have, how we can build on this way is, is when we change to an eternal perspective. A perspective that goes, hey, this life, it says it in the word, this life is but a glimpse. It's like a, that's what living on this earth is equivalent to when, it, when, it's, when it's with a, a life with God. And so we've got the choice to make is, is, is if everything that we do going to be self-driven or, or do we want a firm foundation? And in order for us to have a firm foundation, we need to build God's way. Because when we build God's way, you know, it's so much more fulfilling because it's no longer about how well you do things. It's no longer how well you look, how much success you have. It's all about him and others. And that is such a fulfilling life when all you have is going, I want to love God and I want to love others. That is a good place to be. The last one is this, right? Even if those first two points you go, I don't understand them, I don't get them. You know what the good news is this, right? We don't have to build alone. So in all these things that we do, we don't have to build alone. It says in the word that he gives us his Holy, the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit. So when we're doing and when we're building and when we're reading and when we're learning about the word of God, the Holy Spirit wants to help us, wants to guide us wants to love us, wants to comfort us, wants to correct us. It says in Romans 8, 9, you 
however, are not in the realm of flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If needed, the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, they do not belong to Christ. The Spirit enables him and us to know and do the Father's will. God's love is in our hearts. Romans 5, 5, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into, out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That stuff, those things motivate me to want to be obedient. The fact that he's given us a tool to be able to dig a deep foundation. We ought to listen to his way. I don't know, have you, have you ever tried to build something from Ikea before without the instructions? Without the instructions? Like, Ikea is whack. It's all in Swedish? No, it's but it's a hard thing. It's just like in life, when you don't have direction, when you don't have purpose, it's hard to find the right foundation and things. But he's given us direction and he's given us instructions and it's the word of God. And if we were to open that, we'd actually find out there's a purpose and a life that he wants us to live. And it's a good one. God is a good God that wants, to, wants good for us. That when we build on a strong foundation, it's nothing that's boring or, or bad. Or, it's, not, it's, it's a blessed, fulfilling life. And I guess as I close, I just want to touch this. All this happens from obedience and trust in Him. That's the key. Tonight, if you want to leave with anything, all this stuff that, I heard, that I've talked about, sorry, all these things about building a foundation on the rock, it flows from obedience and trust. Obedience to God and trusting in Him. Like Steve said the other week, I don't think it's exactly what it is, but God will move or, or, or work to the level of our obedience. It's not exactly what He said, but it's about However much we're obedient, God will work with that. He wants to. That's the thing. He, he, he would want to do everything and anything for us, but there's the will of God, free will of God. But anyway, that's another message. But obedience is the evidence of faith, right? It says it in James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? You know, it seems at times that everything in the world is set up to make us turn away from God's Word. And often our feelings pull us towards doing the exact opposite of what the Bible says. But a wise man will follow the words of God despite these pressures. Not as a way to show off, not as a way to earn salvation, but because he trusts God. And all through the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus presented himself as the final authority and fulfiller of the law. And ends the sermon with a call to need in his message and and one of the things he ends with is to find security in him as we follow the Lord right and we learn to trust and obey him we receive a reward and this is what I believe our reward is when we obey and trust him is that our house is steady and solid unshakable in circumstances the wise man is the believer whose life is built on the rock of Christ. In this world, he has faith and hope and in the next everlasting life and love. 
The wise is like, the, like a tree planted by the riverside whose leaves do not wither. This is the hope we can have when we build our life on Jesus' word and in the rock. I think that's the, the best display is the two houses remind us this, that true faith in Christ will last. That's what these houses in this parable show us, that true faith in Christ will last, not only in storms, but also in the final judgment. That's the hope. That's the hope. I know there's people tonight that you're searching for some hope. It's about trusting in Him, being obedient to Him. And that in that we find hope. What I want to do, I, I want to come to a close, but I want to I pray. And, but before I pray, I want to encourage us, right, this week, Maybe we'd ask ourselves the question, what have, I building, have, what have I been building my life on? What foundations have I been building my life on? Has it been the sand or has it been the rock? Has it been people's words or has it been Jesus' words? Has it been what you've done or has it been what Jesus has done? These are things that if we ask ourselves, what am I building my life upon? I believe it's a, it's, a, it's a thing to talk between you and God. I'm not going to ask you to come up the front and tell everyone in the church what you're dealing with. It's a personal relationship. He wants to have that with you. So I want to encourage us tonight, church, let's be people who seek to know God's Word and build strong foundations on it. Because you know what? He wants to help us in doing so. And He's given us His Holy Spirit He's given us the Holy Spirit as our helper, as our comforter, as our guidance in doing so. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and then we're going to finish up. So we can just close our eyes and bow our heads. Maybe there's some people tonight that you, you're at a place and you, you, you're really done with building your life on the wrong foundations. You know, there's a God that loves you and, and has a plan and purpose for your life. And I think you just ought to know that, that the love of God is there for you. The grace of God is there. Like I said before, it's not the the structure or the, how the building was built, but it's the foundation. So God, I pray tonight, Lord, no matter where people are at, no matter what they're going through, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you are gracious, that you give us hope. And that, Lord, I pray that you can help us be more obedient to your word. You can help us and guide us and lead us in a way to build our life upon the rock, to build our life upon firm foundations so that, Lord, even when storms come, even when things come that we can't see or didn't know we're going to, that we can stand firm on what your word says. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for every single amazing person in this room.